In my last episode, you heard me talk about my first night out in Rio and how it was really the beginning of having the courage to decide not to listen to the naysayers and instead trust my intuition and what my gut was saying about Brazil. But I'm not sure if I got across what I was really dealing with in my head at the time. So I wanted to paint you more of a detailed picture. Just before my flight down to Brazil, I remember sitting at the airport texting my brother saying, I'm really scared to go to Brazil. And honestly contemplating just getting on a plane and going back home. At that point, I had heard so many be carefuls that I was starting to really second guess going on this trip. But there was one lesson I had to learn, and that trip to Brazil was where I learned it. Want to find out what that lesson was? That's what I'll be talking about in today's episode. Join me. Hello, and welcome to the Anxious Adventure Podcast. I'm Katie Schlegel, your host. I've traveled to a lot of places around this beautiful planet, seen so many jaw-dropping sights, and have met some pretty amazing human beings along the way. Now, if you don't know this yet, I'm an anxious adventurer. If you're wondering what an anxious adventure even means, well, to put it quite simply, it means that when I travel, I can get anxious and stressed out maybe a little easier or more often than the average person. However, over my many years of traveling, I've learned to tap into something special that makes traveling so much easier and more fun. That is my intuition. And the more I've learned to trust my gut during my travels, the more synchronistic, amazing, and even healing my travel experiences have been. If you're new around here, I'm assuming you found this podcast because of the name, because you too are an anxious adventurer. So welcome. This is a safe place to be yourself. My hope is that you use these travel stories, experiences, and tips as a way to help you tap into your intuition so you too can be swept off into the wonderful world that traveling can open up for you. Traveling can be so healing for people like us if you have the tools and understanding for it to be so. And the good news is, you don't have to do this alone. I'm here to be your guide and to help you on your path to healing your anxiousness and stress around traveling. So get ready to fill up your cup with magical moments where you find out that this world really is a friendly place. You just have to change the way you look at it, follow your gut, and step out your door. And don't you worry, I am right here beside you. Now, we're already in Rio de Janeiro, so I won't make you pack your bags again. But before I dive into today's adventure, I wanted to give you a little behind the scenes of what I was going through at the time. So I dusted off my good old travel journal to help me paint the picture. Here's a little excerpt from my travel journal. I arrived in Rio de Janeiro yesterday. Somehow, I made it from the airport to my room in Santa Teresa by myself without any big mess-ups. Figuring out the small details is always what unnerves me the most. The last-minute things that I never prepare myself for, without a doubt, make me feel like life itself suddenly got caught up in a huge whirlwind to which I have no control over, and I just have to hunker down and go along for the ride. 
there are with those whirlwinds, however annoying and jarring they may be, lessons to be learned. And it's these lessons I often fear the most, but these are the lessons that always teach me the most as well. I'm here in this amazing city. I did it. But to no avail, my fear suddenly crept back in and the feeling of loneliness and longing to have someone to experience this with overwhelmed my senses. Maybe it's not really wanting to have someone here to experience this with, but rather someone to rally me through this time and tell me to get off my butt and go explore. But alas, I just have myself and sometimes I'm not the most convincing person. I know you have to take it one day at a time, but when time is short, you can't really afford to dilly-dally the days away. I did go out and walk along the streets of my neighborhood this morning, and even was brave enough to buy a bottle of water. I know what you're thinking. Adventure is my middle name, ha ha! (laughs) But honestly, why is it that I'm so afraid of being known as a foreigner or as a tourist? The answer to that has its layers. On the surface, it's because I don't want to be taken advantage of, and I don't want to stand out as much as I already do. I don't want anyone to find out my secret, that I'm really not Brazilian. (laughs) As if they already didn't figure that one out, (laughs) right? Though walking the streets today, I did find I don't even get a second glance. At first, I was like, I don't get it. Everyone said I would stick out like a sore thumb. And to my surprise, I was a little disappointed that I wasn't getting any attention. Funny how that works. However disappointing as that is, it is a good thing. That means I can blend in a bit and that makes me feel a little more at ease. But this was just for an hour and I didn't even make it to the supermarket, which was my main goal. This little outing definitely made me realize that I get intimidated very easily. By the time I was passing the last supermarket, I was already sweating like a racehorse running around the track. So I opted out and took myself back up the steep, curvy cobblestone hill to the comfort of my room. When I got home, I was hungry, thirsty, tired, and felt so defeated. How am I supposed to do anything or experience anything if I don't have enough gumption to step outside and explore? And that's when the tears came. And still are sprouting here and there as I write this. Let me just put it simply. I am scared S-H-I-T-less. And when this happens, all the questions, fears, and feelings of loneliness bubble up like a volcano ready to erupt at any moment. Have you ever been in those moments during your travels where you just don't know how you're going to muster up enough courage to even step outside your door? I've had so many moments like this, so many, in fact, that I had to figure out a way to bypass or get through them in order to have the experiences I wanted to have when I travel. You see, if I let it, my brain can go to very dark places really quickly. And it can feel like I'm on this never-ending hamster wheel where I run every bad thing that can happen over and over and over and over again in my head, which then ultimately leads to creating my travel anxiety. 
So what I do when I'm going down that rabbit hole of fear in my head is stop myself by taking a few deep breaths to get grounded and back in my body. Because ultimately, it feels like an out-of-body experience. After that, I remind myself of everything I've accomplished thus far. All the really hard things that I've done and overcome. Doing this one exercise pulls me out of the darkness and back into the light of day. And then, to really solidify it in my body so I stay present and grounded, I have one or two stories up my sleeve that back me up to remind myself of my true grit. And today's episode is one of those stories. So, without further ado, join me for my first lesson in Rio de Janeiro, Finding My True Grit. After my night out, I decided to take some samba lessons. Now, I know what you may be thinking. She's not an anxious adventurer. People with anxiety around travel don't do these crazy things and put themselves out there like that. But after I overcame my fear of going out of the house, I was really feeling confident in myself, to say the least. So I rode the curtails of that confidence and signed up for some samba lessons. After I accomplished my first samba lesson and gave myself a gold star for that day, I decided to celebrate. Here's a tip for you. Always celebrate the small accomplishments as big wins. When you're dealing with travel anxiety, you have to acknowledge all the work you've done. So my way of celebrating was mustering up enough courage to go to a little cafeteria in my neighborhood of Santa Teresa and get a cappuccino con chocolate and do some people watching. As I took in the sights and sounds of my surroundings, sipping my cappuccino con chocolate, yes, it was amazing, if you're wondering, (laughs) I was minding my own business and really trying to blend in when two gents that were sitting beside me asked where I was from in English. Well, shoot, that blew my cover. Okay, but let's be honest, not really. It was very obvious I was not from Rio or from Brazil for that matter. I didn't want to be rude, so I answered, America. Now, I know it sounds ignorant because I was technically in America, South that is, but that's how you answer in Portuguese, Sul Americana, to which they then asked North or South. And I sheepishly said north, feeling a little silly with my answer. But they didn't seem to mind. We exchanged pleasantries back and forth for a good long while, and I ended up having a really great conversation with them. I learned they were from Germany and were traveling to celebrate Carnival in Rio as well. As our conversation continued, I found out that they were going to the same samba club my instructor had mentioned he was going to that night and invited his students to join him. I wasn't planning on going. I felt like I accomplished enough for one day. However, I felt like I couldn't not go now. To me, it felt like fate couldn't have been more blatant with this gesture. So, we said our goodbyes and that we would for sure meet up later. Now here's the thing. I didn't have anyone to go out with at night or travel to the destination with. So getting to the Samba Club was going to take some real grit on my part to muster up enough gumption to go out 
all by myself. I mean, talk about your anxiety. I had it rushing over me in spades as I thought about the whole thing. I definitely had my reservations about going out alone at night too. I was told always take a taxi because it was not safe to even walk at night by yourself in Rio de Janeiro. And now I had to figure out how to get from my house on a steep hill to the street down below where the taxis were and do it all by myself. Eee! Okay, so I got ready, put on my big girl pants, took a deep breath, and climbed the long stairway up into the night. When I opened the gate, no one was really on the street, which put me even more on edge. I didn't quite know how to take a taxi either, or really where to even catch one, so I just kept walking. And this is where I put into practice one of my tips to help ease travel anxiety. I learned that when in doubt, follow what the locals do. I'm very good at being observant, and luckily a couple that had crossed the street in front of me just so happened to be in search of a taxi as well. So I followed them, and that's when I found out there was a taxi pickup at the bottom of my street. Thank you, guardian angels. I climbed in, told the cab driver I didn't speak much Portuguese, and my very limited knowledge of Brazilian Portuguese handed him a piece of paper with a street address on it, and we were off. Phew, I made it through the first part of this adventure, so far, unscathed. Quickly, we pulled up to the curb and my destination. He pointed in the direction I was to go. I paid and got out. Now, one thing that's super difficult when you travel by yourself is that you have to rely on yourself and really the kindness of strangers to help you figure things out. I really didn't know what I was doing once I got out of the cab. I knew the address of this place, but I didn't even know if my two German friends were actually going to be there, or if I would even be able to find my Samba teacher. But I took a deep breath and followed the crowd to the end of the street. I had to just decide to go and figure it out because I felt like if I didn't, I would miss out on a night to remember. Enter the Rio Scenarium. This was one of Lapa's well-known and touristy Samba night spots. The place was large, beautiful, and featured three, yes, three floors, all with something happening on each. According to my guidebook at the time, this place pioneered Lapa's Samba Renaissance. It was a tourist hotspot, but many Cariocas, people from Rio de Janeiro, also came to have a fun night out dancing. As soon as I walked in, I thought to myself, what did I get myself into? How was I ever going to find any of the people I was supposed to meet there? There were so many people, it was packed. Live music playing, dancing, drumming, everything seemed to overwhelm my senses and not in a good way. One thing I was learning quite quickly was that if you're Brazilian, you know your samba music. And by saying you know it, you sing along to it, singing every word out loud. So it was really intimidating to say the least when all around me were people singing and dancing while I was just trying to get through the crowd to the other side of the room to see if there was any sign of anyone I knew. 
Now back home, I would have never gone out by myself without my friends. But in Rio, I didn't have that luxury. So I had to once again put on my big girl pants and take a lot, and I mean a lot, of those deep breaths. Here's a trick though. One game I do play with myself that's quite helpful in these situations is when I go out by myself when I'm in another city or country. I tell myself, if I don't find the people I'm going to meet or strike up a conversation within 20 minutes of being there, I can go home. For whatever reason, this little trick mentally gives me an out and it ends up releasing some of my anxiety. So as I repeated that promise I made to myself in my head, what to my surprise, but my two German friends appeared there before me. My heart almost jumped out of my chest. Boy, oh boy, was I so glad to see them. And I felt myself sighing with relief as they said, Ha, Kati! Okay, so if you know anything about Germans, it should be this. They are extremely intelligent. Now, I know this is a generalization here, but I have never met one that doesn't speak at least three, four, five languages. And Jens and Lutz were no different. Jens was living in Sao Paulo. He had been working there for about two years and spoke fluent Portuguese, as well as English, Spanish, Russian, and his native tongue, German, of course. Lutz was his friend, visiting him for two weeks and spoke fluent English, Russian, Spanish, and French. The other thing you should know about Germans is that many of them know how to drink. (laughs) And this whiskey-loving girl could not for the life of her keep up with them. So I cut myself off after two drinks. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but Brazilians also know how to drink and make their drinks very strong. And it's become a rule of mine when traveling by myself. I don't drink more than two drinks with lots of water in between if I can help it. Anything more than that, I could put myself into a not-so-great situation. And here's a bonus tip. Remember, know your limit and make sure you decide this before you go out. Decide your limit before you go out, not while in the moment. This is very important to remember. (laughs) Okay, back to the story. So, why am I telling you all about Yins and Lutz? Well, I learned something from these two gentlemen that night. I learned I had to let go and just do it. I don't know how many friends they made that night by just talking and starting up conversations. We ended up meeting so many Brazilians, a Russian girl, a guy from Venezuela, people from everywhere. At this point, I finally spotted my samba instructor, Elio, and he asked me to dance, what is called the faro. According to Yelio, this dance was invented by the Europeans who came to Brazil and held dances in the streets of Rio de Janeiro, saying they were war all. But the Brazilians didn't understand them completely and thought they were saying faro. I'm not sure if this is completely true because Yelio was smiling and winking at me the entire time he was telling me the story. But one thing I did know was I loved that dance. We ended up leaving the Rio Scenarium soon after, as it was getting late. But before we ended our night of fun, my two new German friends and I grabbed a bite to eat at one of the street vendors in my neighborhood. They then walked me all the way back to my gate, to which I was very grateful. 
we exchanged emails and expressed our hopes to see each other again. I remember walking down the stairs to my apartment and into my room with a huge smile on my face. I did it. I have true grit. I made what seemed so impossible a week ago possible. And most importantly, learned a valuable lesson along the way. And here it is. Ready for it? How to be okay with making mistakes. You see, I've always tried to figure out everything before I do anything. I would always try to run through all the possible outcomes in an attempt to avoid making mistakes. But as my new German friend Lutz told me, when it comes to traveling, you just have to. For when you surrender and make mistakes, you learn those valuable lessons and ultimately give in to what traveling can teach you about yourself. This is when the true magic happens. You then come back home changed for the better, more confident in your abilities to navigate life, all the while knowing you have true grit. The story doesn't end here, though. It continues with some pretty amazing synchronicities that made my carnival experience one for the books. You'll hear all about that adventure in my next episode. So I encourage you to come back in a couple weeks and have a listen to part three, Carnival in Rio de Janeiro. Before I sign off, I wanted to mention, today marks my one year anniversary of the Anxious Adventure podcast. This is a huge milestone for me, and I can't even believe that it's been one whole year. I would not be able to do any of this without your encouragement. It really means the world to me when you join me on my adventures and listen to the episodes. Please know how much I appreciate every single one of you. Truly, I send my deepest gratitude and so much love your way today. To celebrate this occasion, I'm giving my listeners and subscribers a $10 gift card to the Mariposa Skies shop. You'll find your special discount in the show notes. Stop on by the shop, pick up a little something for yourself or someone special, and let's celebrate this milestone together. As always, I hope you learned a little, maybe laughed a little, but my hope is that it gave you some things to think about. And remember, come back in two weeks for the finale of this three-part mini-series to hear all about Carnival in Rio de Janeiro. Until next time, my dear anxious adventurers. Atelago y bellos. Mwah.